Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Dan, so glad we were able to meet today. Thanks for coming over. Whoa, what's that? Pretty awesome, right? It's my new FlexiSpot E7 Pro Plus standing desk. Goes from sitting to standing with the push of a button. You know, I've been thinking about getting a desk like that. I have back pain from being in a chair all day. But I feel like they're either cheap and flimsy or crazy expensive. That's why I went with FlexiSpot. This desk is super sturdy but totally affordable. The base is made of automotive-grade carbon steel. Sit on it. Okay. Hey, this is cool. All right, I want in on one of these. Where do I find FlexiSpot? Just go to their website, FlexiSpot.com. And go right now because they're giving an extra $80 off their already low prices. Go to FlexiSpot.com and use code 80OFF to get an extra $80 off the E7 Pro Plus standing desk. Backed by an industry-leading 15-year warranty. Don't wait. This special offer will not last long. Go to FlexiSpot.com and use code 80OFF. That's F-L-E-X-I-S-P-O-T.com. Go to FlexiSpot.com now. First time in a long time, but back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BDE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever podcast app you're using or do use. And we're not live this week on Twitch.tv. We, <laughs> we are not live on Twitch.tv slash Up Next Podcast or YouTube.com slash Up Next. We will be back to normal next week, but a few unfortunate te- technical issues um, so we're going to try and figure that out, out over the next week. But we are three subscribers away from reaching our goal wow. on the YouTube. So please go ahead, uh, like, subscribe, all of that. YouTube.com slash up next. Because uh, we, we, we like goals and we like achieving goals. Uh, unlike Cameron Grimes tonight, we, we will achieve this goal. Oh, come on. That's just salt in the wound. For poor Cameron Grimes. We'll get into to Cameron Grimes in a bit. Yes, go hit that subscribe button. That's crazy. Shout out everyone who has. And uh, if you haven't, come on. What are you What are you doing? We don't ask for much, but that's all we ask for. Uh, go check us out. We will be live uh, again next week. We've been having some uh, internet issues, actually. So uh, we will be fixing this eventually. Watching NXT was a bit of a pain for me. 
uh, today, but we we still managed, and we're still here somehow in audio form, so we still can be your NXT friends. Friends. And we'll always be your NXT friends. Uh, we will get into some NXT. We do have some some housekeeping. So last week, we went on a road trip from Toronto to Detroit. We did Blood and Guts. Highly recommend you go check out that podcast that we did. It's on this feed as well. But tomorrow morning, you're going to Dynamite again. You're two weeks in a row going to Dynamite. I, I am, yeah, going to Rochester. Um Figured that they're pretty close. Going to see a friend from New York who's also going. Uh, we got front row, so so look out for that. Uh, we'll Where is it? Tomorrow. Where should we be looking on TV? Uh, I believe uh, if you're like looking at the stage, we'd be on uh, the right hand side or stage left for you theater people. Okay. Um, in the front row, uh, about ten seats in. So uh, yeah, never done front row before. So. Looking forward to that. Uh, should be should be fun. And so we what, won't be going a, live, a street live. fight tomorrow. I think but street fight tonight. Title. You've got Moxie Brody King, uh, which we saw set up last week on the Royal Rampage. Uh, yeah, really looking forward to that. Uh, yeah, so we won't be going live tomorrow night, uh, but or possibly Thursday either. Either because you're still going to be there, but we will be recording some sort of a show. I think on Thursday. So. I'm uh, hoping, I'm hoping if the hotel allows me to get a late checkout, uh, we can be going, uh, we can be recording tomorrow morning. Uh, but You mean Thursday morning? Thursday morning, sorry, yes. Uh, but we'll see how, uh, how that goes, because uh, if they kick me out, I, I don't know where in Rochester I'm going to be able to record. Um, but we will obviously be giving our thoughts on the show. Uh, another, kind of different from last week, you'll be having the TV perspective, I'll be having the live perspective um and yeah we'll be talking all about that but um is that all they is that all they've announced for that show is it just uh, a street fight no you've got the moxley Brody king match oh, okay yeah that um, should be good sorry yeah, yeah yeah there's uh butcher and blade against keith lee and swerve uh and i'm sure there'll be some other stuff uh mentioned as well sweet and and possibly a rampage or is that uh being taped somewhere on Friday? no i i think we're getting rampage as well so nice sweet uh yeah Excellent. So yeah, uh, we will be doing a show on that somehow, some way. If you are a patron of ours, we have an invite to you this Saturday. If you're not a patron, I mean, I don't know what you're doing because our Patreon patrons have dropped this month. And now is the best time, the beginning of a month, to give us a shot and get those numbers back up, baby. But if you are a patron or you want to be one, sign up. This Saturday, it's the town hall meeting. Of up next, we will be doing a state of address for up next. And if you are a patron, you will be invited to come hang out on a Zoom this Saturday. I think we said 3 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, we will be sending the link out to all patrons, and uh, we're going to be recording a special type of show that we've uh, not done, and it's going to kind of uh, affect the future of up next the podcast. Yeah, there's a lot. Uh, if you look at the, if you are a patron and you you're not able to attend on on Saturday, uh, have a look. I've put up some kind of questions I want you to think about and get us get back to us. Um, yeah, we, it's kind of talking about the the future of uh, this podcast, what we want to do moving forward, some goals we've got, and really we want your input as well. And I and I think it's going to be kind of uh, like half behind the BDE sort of show as well. So. 
Um, don't worry, we're not going anywhere. We say we're your NXT friends, and we will be. Uh, but yeah, we, we think we've been doing this patron uh, coming up for kind of two years now. And it's it's kind of time to sort of reassess and kind of work out ways we can we can grow. You you hear us at the beginning of every week, kind of pushing the the YouTube at the moment. It's we put a lot of work into this thing. Uh, we're recording like four, five, six times a week, and we kind of uh, like felt we've got to a really great place with it, and we want to keep on uh, like topping that, topping ourselves. So no, basically what he's saying is all you you freeloaders who just want to listen to the free shows, <laughs> you're not a patron anymore. No, uh, we're kidding. We love all the, the, the support we get. But but yeah, uh, we do want to make some changes and uh, we're pretty open and chill guys. And uh, we would love to share some ideas and uh, take some input as well from all our listeners and our friends because all you guys uh, are our friends and we appreciate your input. So yeah, that'll be a, a show that the audio will drop for that uh, on the Patreon this, uh, as soon as we're done that on the weekend as well. Uh, we do have a full month of shows though. I mean, again, if you want to hear some some of the stuff we we do here at our Patreon, you should go check it out because we have a ton of shows. We've just done our whole month of June. I mean, you can check out our Face Off 25th Anniversary Review, The Thing 40th Anniversary Review, all these retro NXT reviews. We just recorded a Was Next today, chatting all about Cesaro versus Leo Kruger and Charlotte versus someone. Oh, Sasha's there Santana as well. Santana Garrett. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's a whole bunch. We do tons of retro NXT shows. That's all out there. But... Like I said, right now, it's the beginning of the month. So for five bucks and a tier, you get to access everything we've ever done in that back catalog and everything that's coming out this month. And well, I mentioned we have a was next coming out this week, but, uh, next week we're going to be celebrating a, someone's birthday and we're celebrating it by doing a best match ever in honor of Sean Waltman, X-Pac. So we would love your feedback for all the best X-Pac matches. I know you just picked this because you're an X-Pac fan. Well, he's just one of those those guys that wherever we see him in one of these like old retro reviews or other people's best matches ever, uh, he always kind of stands out. And I've uh, been looking for an excuse to talk about him. I, I went to uh, John Pollock's the other day and uh, got to see like, uh, Way and WH, Mike Murray... Uh, Phil Chertok, Damian Abraham, and kind of brought it up to them. And everyone had their own kind of pick of their favorite X-Pac matches over yeah. the years. And definitely someone I think was ahead of his time. And uh, maybe, well, I mean, X-Pac heat is a term, but I think he's someone that never really got kind of the respect he deserved. So that's what we're going to do for his birthday. Show him some goddamn respect for the one, two, three kid. Uh, so yeah, really looking forward to that one. Uh, we've got some up yours in there. We're going to be talking about uh, Old Boy from 2003 with our very own John Ceno. Um, we're going to be talking about uh, your pick for your birthday, one of your favorite movies of all time. Yeah, Goodfellas. I mean, fellas. I mean, we've been talking about Tony D'Angelo, and then you know Ray Liotta passed away. I thought it would be a good pick for my birthday selection to chat about Goodfellas, one of my all-time favorite movies. So that'll be coming towards the end of the month. Uh, we're going to be celebrating Shark Week again. We I mean, are. I, I don't know how we could top Deep Blue Sea, our review from last year, or our best match ever, Shark Cage match from next yeah. year. But we've decided to chat all about 
Sharknado. So that is going to be super fun. Uh, Absolutely. And all month, it's not just Shark Week, it's Shark Month. We'll be giving you our very own shark facts. Like, Brayden, did you know that a shark doesn't have any bones? <laughs> Wasn't that the joke I used every every show last week? I'll give you a shark fact, Davey. You want to see a you want to see a segue? We're also going to be chatting about SummerSlam 2002. And if if I'm remembering correctly, there was a video promo where where Brock Lesnar f fives a shark. That's so. right. That's exactly why we picked it. Yeah, one hundred percent. So shout out sharks and shout out our Patreon, patreon.com slash up next. Again, five bucks. You get access to all these shows and again, everything we've ever done in the past there. So yeah, we would love it if you go and check out some of the podcasts that we do because uh, they're, they're, they're really well, fun. Well, and finally, there's, there's a couple more things oh. because uh, we're going to have SummerSlam this year is on a Saturday, which kind of screws things up for both of us. A little with work. but These damn Saturday pay-per-views. On the Sunday, Sunday 31st, we're going to be hosting our annual tailgate party on Zoom for all our patrons. We're going to be watching Ric Flair's last match ever together. And, unfortunately, due to unforeseen circumstances, Up Next Mania was cancelled this year. But... It's time no. for an Up Next Summer Mania. Woo! That's right. A you heard big it here first. Up Next event on the, uh, on the Twitch. Uh, all of you can join on on Sunday 31st. Finally, Fire Frank is going to be defending that, NX, uh, that Up Next BDE Championship against our Royal Rumble winner, John Ceno. And I'm sure some other titles are going to be on the line that night as well. I, I mean, we've been getting the messages. We've been seeing it, guys. We've been seeing what you, you've been asking. Where's Up Next Mania? What about Up Next Summer? Well, it's happening. We put it together. Up Next Summer Mania. That's going to be Sunday the 31st. So, yeah, that Ric Flair last match pay-per-view thing is going to be happening. I think that starts 6 p.m. Eastern time. So we're probably going to be doing this Up Next Summer Mania around 4 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, probably on the Twitch and the uh, yeah, YouTube. Yeah, that sounds about uh, right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, obviously we've had a ton of fun doing these things and we haven't done one in a long time. So we're super stoked and that's, that's for free. That's on the YouTube and everything. So go hit that subscribe and, uh, come hang out because it'll be a ton of fun. You mentioned fire Frank. He's been BD champ for far too long. John Ceno, host of Shot in the Dark, which you should listen to on this feed as well, is going to be challenging him. They are like best friends and they have to face each other. Casino knows. And thinks he can beat him, and I can't wait for that match. But but we do need to we do need to just we don't need to be like Tony Khan and just tell the matches the week before the the event. We need to kind of grease these grease these wheels. There was there was an invitation uh, a long time ago that me and you threw out, Davey, because we found out that at our own games. We're kind of losers. Well, I mean, I've won a few. You, you've not won. Oh, you won the hey, rap battle. I, I've, I'm undefeated at Up Next Summer. This is true. Okay, well, we've, we've, we've put our differences aside. I mean, we're already a team. So we, we basically, we're teaming up. If we can't win the world title, we'll just do what's, what's best for us. And that's go for some tag team gold. And to be honest, I, I don't even remember who our tag team champions are. So whoever they may be, we're facing them. 
Yeah, brother Nate, Eric Marcotte, get ready. Because we're yeah. coming for that. You hear titles. that? You hear that? Brother Nate, Nate Milton. This isn't an invitation. This is an outright challenge. You see, TNA turned 20 years old this past year. And maybe they'll have another 20 more. Well, there won't be 20 more years of TNA as the BDE tag champion. And Eric Marcotte, we've invited you into our own home. You've broke bread with us. I've fed you shots. I helped you get your head out of our toilet after doing those shots. And now... You, you, you're going to come into it, it. No, it's not. It's going to happen. It's going down. I don't know what kind of match it's going to be, Davey, but we need to figure this out and win something for once in our own games. And it's going to happen on that date. I mean, you, you're good at hot sauce and wrapping. Maybe we can put them together in some sort of a hot sauce wrap match. I don't know what that is. But it sounds great. <laughs> hot ones, hot bars. Uh, anyways, it'll be doing the bomb before delivering your wrap. I don't know. Jeez. Yeah, I'd pay money to see Eric Marcotte rap. So uh, the challenge is laid, boys. Uh, We don't know what kind of match this is going to be, but you're invited. You're challenged. We hope you can make it. And uh, we'll we'll figure out the rest of the card. But yeah, uh, we're super excited to to do this again. Uh, So that'll be the 31st, the Sunday. And then I guess we'll watch Ric Flair's last match. I guess. I guess, yeah. Uh, we'll do it in the Zoom with all you guys. So, uh, no, should be fun. Uh, go to upnext.com, uh, sorry, patreon.com slash upnext. Only five bucks uh, gets you in the door for all these shows. Uh, and and if you can't do that, just subscribe to our YouTube, youtube.com slash upnext. Okay, uh, I swear that's us enough of us asking you uh, to do in. stuff. Yeah, sorry. Uh, well, I'm trying to think of what else. what else is there. There's, there was... Well, we did our road trip show last week for uh, for Detroit, like our, our BD Elite. Uh, but we had a whole other night in Detroit after that where we got to hang it's out true. with uh, Stephanie Chase, uh, who we've had on the show before, uh, who works for Digital Spy. Uh, we haven't seen Steph since, uh, what was it, MSG, the MSG uh, Supercard. Oh, yeah. Show. Wow. So great hanging out with Steph. Um, yeah, we had a ton of fun. Detroit let us down. I really wanted to try Buddy's Deep Dish Pizza, but they closed at nine because it's too dangerous to serve pizza after Mm. nine, apparently, on a Thursday in Detroit. Um, But yeah, I I had a great time. I think next time there's a a Dynamite or a pay-per-view there, I'd I'd happily do the trip again to Detroit, see our our friend B, um, and hopefully this time get some Buddy's Pizza because I was I it was the one thing that put a dampener on my on my trip was you I really got wanted so mad yo the heat was real brother you were it was, you were fuming there were two things I wanted to do see Dynamite and have like deep like Detroit style deep dish in Detroit and I was like what the fuck are you saying you close at nine two then looking I'm like. Buddies was meant to be the place, but then people mentioned this place, Louis. So I look up Louis. They were closed. Everywhere else was closed. Ended up going to this Mexican restaurant, which was nice. But like, as soon as we start eating, they come around and give us boxes to take it away because they're fucking closing. It's too dangerous. Um, but we did get some sweet pictures hit there in that in that nice like neon glow in the dark club we went what? to okay yeah uh, deluxe well, flux <laughs> deluxe flux uh, is that what the name deluxe of it deluxe flux yeah okay what okay so we we had an awesome time honestly like uh, detroit 
it, it, it had some really cool stuff and, and we spent a whole day going on the river walk and just going to like nice places in the downtown core and near our Airbnb and it was, a, it was, it was awesome. During the day, we went on this long walk. We found this like really cool, what, like this alleyway with like super amazing graffiti and these like really cool bars and patios. And we were get we got like a uh, like Irish an coffee espresso slushy slushy. Oh is man, it's so good, yeah. And then I see these like this this entrance way with like light up stuff. So I just me being me, just dum dum, and I start to go inside. I'm like, I want to see what's in here. And some guys like, no, it's not open. It's a club. It opens later. So I'm like, okay, and like forgot about it. And then like fast forward hours and hours later, when we were going to different bars and every bar would be closing because they kept saying like, yeah, it gets a little dangerous in the, in Detroit. So we, we close up to make sure our employees and stuff can get home at a reasonable time when it's not like the weekends and stuff. So we were like, okay, fair enough. But like, damn, we're, we, we want to go out and see us stuff. from the main streets of De- Toronto. Toronto. Like, we're fine. Where's yeah. open you, me and Jesse from the six. So, so then, yeah, we met up with uh, Steph chase and then we decided, Hey, what about this deluxe flux? So we went and it was it was cool. It was the, probably the coolest bar we we went to. They should open one here. Let's go. Yeah, it had like some arcade games. They uh, uh, had yeah. You can see on my Instagram this like crazy uh, neon glow in the dark glow in the dark, dark design. So my uh, my like watermelons were popping that night. Hell yeah. Um, and yeah, really fun. Great seeing Steph. Great hanging out with Jesse. They made some good cocktails there as well. I I did enjoy their cocktails. So yeah, if you're in Detroit. Deluxe flux and get your pizza early. Yeah, don't go. It's don't dangerous. Try to, don't try to get your pizza. It's because we went to the barcade and we lost track of time. They had X Men X Men Arcade OG, and I just got sucked in, and I didn't. I, we 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 didn't think nine o'clock was late. Yeah, you know? and don't try and buy weed from General Motors either. It's it's <laughs> it doesn't exist. It's not there. Didn't happen. False. Fabricated. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they made it up. <laughs> although, uh, shout out B Detroit because the man rolls a nice uh, honey whiskey backwoods blunt. So yeah, D- Detroit was a fun time. We we yeah. we got to do everything. Watch wrestling. We did some singing in a cabaret jazz bar. Mm. It was it was f- top to bottom. Fun little two day trip. Shout out Jesse from the Six, our guy, uh, doing all the driving for us. He was like our Uber driver. We had a nice Canadian. Uh, playlist on the way back for Canada Day. Some yeah. Shania, some Avril, some Weekend. Um, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, it's just a good old time. And we survived. It wasn't that dangerous. No, it was fine. Detroit yeah. is fine. Yeah, exactly. Um, did you see, did you watch back uh, Blood and Guts yet? I still haven't watched it fully. Ever. We no, I just watched I've, the clips. I've just watched highlights and stuff. Yeah, because uh, there was some. It. I watched this Daddy Magic promo that had me just mm. getting hyped, man. Go w- watch this. I mean, if you haven't, uh, anywhere on Twitter, I think you could find it. But uh, what's his, what, what was his NXT name? His uh, name? dead name? Oh, geez. Uh, That's a funny game, huh? Matt Lee, right? Yeah, what what, what they called Everrise, and it was Matt. <laughs> Fuck, what were they? <laughs> no idea. Matt Menard now. Matt Menard is his name now, mm. right? Yeah, uh, Angelo Parker and Matt Menard are the names of them now. So, what were their names? Chase Parker and Matt Martell. That's what it was. Chase Parker, Matt Martell. Matt Martell. That's it. right. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, Matt Martell, that promo is awesome, talking about blood and guts and stuff like that. And it's just so crazy that this guy was – these the, both of these guys were just jokes uh, on NXT uh, for, for quite a long time. And now they've like had a, have a pretty prominent – position there so great great to see and uh was a was a fun show to go and and watch and stuff yeah uh, re- really or like definitely check it out uh this promo i you might get a like like a shorter version perhaps on dynamite tomorrow but watch the whole thing it's it's really very very good i hope they they play it it was it was pretty great um <laughs> there i forgot to mention because i mean we had canada day we had fourth of july happy fourth of july but I had that four loco USA flavor. Oh my god! I think I'm still hurting from it. Like this is a yeah, few it, days ago. I I had one sip and I'm like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> it's, the can's the size of the, your head. Like it's it's ridiculous and only just tasted like like drinking nerds. You know the candy. That's what it tasted like. Uh, not yeah. good. Not good. I'm happy too Fourth old for of four loco now. Happy. Uh, we don't have them in Canada, so that's. Mm. I know now. I I know. I understand why that why? is. But yeah, uh, happy America, as we're talking all about the great American bash here tonight. Uh, great, just feeling all the great American vibes today. Did you mm. Did you celebrate Fourth of July? Did you do anything American? Uh, absolutely not. No. Um, all right. I, I had some wings, if that counts. Uh, I guess so. Just had some wings. Honey garlic, medium. Would you just, you hun- no, honey garlic's the worst. Sorry, yeah. but like, no, it's too sweet. Um, I no, I, I will. Had, I will defend. I had honey chili garlic. lime, chili lime with ghost chili on the side. Chili lime wings. I I definitely mm. pick the honey garlic over that, but I had never picked them for wings. I always pick like buffalo. No, honey garlic sucks, and I judge wow. you. If you order, if you order honey garlic, I'm like. Mm. There okay. used to be a restaurant. It's like ordering your steak well done. It's like a no. Ooh, no, no, no. Yeah. I, I wouldn't compare it that bad, but I do. There was a restaurant called Honey Garlic, and all they had on their menu was like honey garlic items. So, mm. like honey garlic wings, honey garlic ribs, honey garlic pasta. And I did think it was a bit much. Yeah. yeah. That, does, that sounds like the four loco. Just too much. <laughs> a bit much. Too much. Like America. Mm. Fuck yeah. Well, let's get into it. NXT, the Great American Bash from July 5th, 2022 at the Capitol Wrestling Center in Orlando. And we open with a video package. Uh, Briggs and Jensen, they've, uh, they've got that sweet NXT UK Tag Team Championship money because they're throwing a sweet party at their place. Uh, all the NXT talents there, they're swimming in their pools. You've got uh, Jiro, who they're forcing drinks down his throat, wearing a, a nice, like, watermelon kind of swimsuit thing. I know um, you loved it. He's stealing oh, your yeah, vibe. Oh, yeah, that was great. Uh, Brooks Jensen is checking out uh, Ariana Grace as she's swimming. Um, you've got Nathan Fraser, who's, who's still going off about uh, Bron Breaker's shoulder, hitting that turnbuckle last week. Uh, Idris and Nofi's just checking out all the girls. Uh, Duke Hudson... Tries to check out Valentina Feroz and Ulyssa Leon, but they want nothing to do with him. We all know the man they want something to do with, and that's Sanger. Everybody's favorite, the nicest guy in wrestling, Sanger. And he does a big cannonball into the swimming pool. Duke gets mad about it. He's saying the water could have caused him an ear infection. They start splashing each other, and while this distracts Brooks while he's uh, lighting up the barbecue, and he's put way too much fuel on it. 
And I think I think he killed everyone because I don't think I saw any of these people on the show tonight. So uh hope the fire department got there in time, but yeah, uh what a way to kick things off. Yeah, uh this reminded me of like the old school SummerSlam yeah. ones they would do with like this isn't just in the back. This is like like on the property. They use yeah. whatever whoever's property or whatever this is. If you've been watching NXT for the last year or two, this pool has been the set in so many segments on this on this show. But yeah, uh, like the EC three Velveteen. Yeah, team exactly. It's had. it's been used for so long. So I'm assuming it's where it's you know some sort of gated community or somewhere where a bunch of these dudes live. Norman Smiley's house. That's what I reckon. Yeah, Brooks and ever since Brooks and Jensen won those tag titles, they've gone up in the world because this is their their pad. Uh, this this reminded me of old school SummerSlam stuff where everyone's you know by the pool and there was some cheeky stuff. You had um, you mentioned Jiro's like getting drunk and he's acting like drunk because he's not maybe not used to partying this hard. Um, when Jensen and Briggs are like chilling by the pool and Briggs like basically is like, "Yo, Jensen, stop just staring." He had his he had a he had his pool noodle right right between his legs and then he's he kept slowly raising it raising it <laughs> as he's like yeah uh then there was there was what uh sanga with the cannonball when i think the cannonball could have been uh brutus or yeah the brutus cannonball the brutus cannonball. bomb yeah uh, yeah I that lo- was a, an easy thing to do there but <laughs> but i love the creeds were not there the, the sanga doing it is very funny but I also enjoyed that uh, it cut to you. Meant, who's who's the Brit? The the kid guy. What's his uh, name? Nathan Fraser. Yeah, he he. I I don't think he was partaking in the partying because he was enjoying a nice American yoo-hoo. Oh, yeah, like chocolate milk, but in a can. Right. Okay. Oh you know yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. 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 Uh, I, I I thought this was pretty good. I thought it was pretty simple, but it looked better than a lot of the stuff NXT usually airs. Yeah, they, I think this was the, they always do for their special some kind of opening package. We've seen Toxic Attraction do quite a few of them, and uh, and I think Pretty Deadly did the last one. I, I thought this was the best one they've done. I thought this was yeah. actually pretty fun, and made me want to party with Briggs and Jensen even more. I want to go um, to a pool party with NXT 2.0. Yeah, should Why be not? fun. Yeah, yeah. I would help. Will. We open with the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship match. Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez challenging Toxic Attraction, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane. Uh, we start off with JC and Cora going at, at it. JC evades the the like V trigger in the ropes, and then Cora ducks a boot from Jane. Uh, Cora then catches JC with the drop kick to the face for a two count, and Gigi gets tagged in, delivering some forearms and kicks. There's a uppercut from Cora Jade, who then tags in Perez. And as the ref is distracted by Gigi, JC, who's not the legal competitor, um, like has a cheap shot on Perez. Uh, Cora Jade then tags back in with a head scissors and an enziguri. There's a double super kick from Cora and Roxanne. Um, and as they go for the pin, Mandy on the outside pulls the ref out. Ugh. So the ref does the you are out of here spot. But in the ring, Roxy's rolled up Jade for a near fall. Uh, the ref is in there too late, so it's a two count. Uh, Jane comes back with the running neck breaker. There's a code breaker um, for uh, from Toxic Attraction. Like a code breaker from Jane into the STO from Gigi for a two count. Uh, they then set up for their high-low 
but Jade runs in. I think she was going for like a spear through the ropes to kind of take, uh, I think it was Gigi out, but they kind of, it was a bit clunky here and they sort of just fall to the outside. Um, but this allows Roxanne Perez to hit Pop Rocks to Gigi to pick up the win and new. Wow. The era of Toxic is over, at least for the, the tag titles. I mean, we've seen them lose the tag titles and then win them right back. So, mm. uh, as they do mention later. Yeah, uh, I, I, I like Roxanne Perez. I think she's got something for sure. Cora Jade as well. Like, the, both of them are playing the two real young best friends coming for the, the thing. I just didn't quite get into a lot of the wrestling. Some of it was really clunky. Um, a lot of it was like not clicking, especially towards the end, I think, where the one is on the outside and then the Pop Rocks is hit. Also, if Mandy Rose pulls the ref, wouldn't that just straight... When the, I guess the ref was like, well, I don't want to DQ them because they're winning, but yeah. she, she's playing it up. She, she made me laugh because she's like, oh, uh, sorry, I didn't. it wasn't me. And he's like, yeah, it was. I, I caught you doing it. She's like, oh, okay, sorry, sorry. Yeah, it was me. It wasn't me. <laughs> so it was pretty funny. But I, I, the wrestling did not quite hit for me, and I think I'd, I'd much rather be interested in going towards the Jade Roxanne story. I, th- I, I, I don't, I don't trust Jade. I feel like Jade is like going to, going to turn on her sooner than, than later. But uh, the match itself, I, I think if you've watched any toxic attraction match from this past year, it's kind of the same match, except this was the opposite finish. I, I agree. I, I thought it was quite clunky at times. Um, and and we often find that with these toxic attraction matches. Um, but I, I am happy with the result. It's time to get these titles off toxic attraction. Um, the idea of Cora and Roxanne facing um, like Caden uh, and Katana again. You've got Ulyssa and Valentina. I, th- I think you're going to get better quality uh, tag team matches during this run. Um, there is no and, other teams, And you're right? just waiting. It's really those those... Two I just mentioned and Toxic Attraction from it's nothing else, and we've already seen all the iterations of those matches. So it's like yeah. this division is just not working. Uh, I, I don't think. I think the same could be said about the women's tag titles in WWE. Obviously, I think they're still what vacated and stuff. Like yeah. it just feels it just feels like it's it's not important. And this is yeah. a step in the right direction, though. I think it is. You've yeah, got the titles on better wrestlers here, uh, who the crowd are into, and I think. Uh, when you eventually do that, I think we both assume Jade turn. I think it's gonna gonna mean more. You you got to have have the, them on TV together a little bit more. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm happy with the direction going forward. But I didn't think this was a great match. We see Bron Breaker show up uh, to the arena. He's asked how his shoulder is. He assures this guy that it's fine. And then we go to Tony D'Angelo's family. Uh, except uh, obviously no more two dimes and Santos isn't there. And Tony said that last week I handled some business that broke my heart, referring to the murder of two dimes. (laughs) (laughs) And he says last week I guaranteed that I would be North American champion, but Santos screwed it up. And well, look at where he is now and shows pictures of Santos Escobar in hospital. (laughs) <laughs> and Legado were like, that's fake. That didn't happen. It's not real. And he's like, no, I assure you. And he goes, the only person who has been good for business so far is Electra. And business has gone up 18% due to what? whatever Electra's been doing. 
because uh, she was away on business last week. So she, she's been doing a great job. What? Um, they leave and Legado decide that they need to call to see if Santos is okay. Um, I thought Joaquin's suit also looked great this week. And a very went, nice black yeah, and he, gold suit going on. Legato always looking looking good. So last week, Tony D'Angelo admits to murdering his own buddy because the mm-hmm. guy came for his chair. This week, he's like, yeah, uh, uh, Santos isn't here. Oh, it's because, look, I put him in the hospital. Tony D'Angelo has got to be one of the worst mafia <laughs> characters because – He's he's letting things slip, baby. You don't you don't just go out on national yeah. television and tell people that you the evidence this. is just building up, isn't it? When he he's getting sloppy. When Tony D'Angelo first started, remember he was on Lash Legend and he put that producer in the trunk. He didn't admit mm. that. He just said, "I don't know what happened to him. Some guy ended up in my trunk. It wasn't me." But now he's just straight up like, "Yeah, I killed this guy. Yeah, I put him in the hospital." Dude, you're gonna like you're lucky there's no police officer gimmick in NXT because you'd be arrested right away. Well, I'm interested what this business is Electra's been doing. And, yeah, and me too. Made what it grow by like 18%. That's, that's 18. pretty good. We should get her now, helping us out for our business. Yeah. Uh, what, I, what I think is, uh, I mean, Tony was, as you said, slipping up. But the thing that should finally get him should be something like, you know, tax fraud. You know, that, that's what eventually got Capone, right? And it could be Electra. Doing all these numbers and shit is the thing that finally is his downfall. They won't get him for the murders, but they'll get him for for the tax. Yeah, um, that'd be that'd be all right. Yeah, he go in jail, and then we could have him in jail, trying yeah. to break break out prison break moment. Maybe it just it, it's it's funny that they just show photos of him and, and they're like, where is he? Because like you know the, they're claiming to be Santos' friend, but if if me or you got put in the hospital you'd probably know really quick if i you know if i would i'd i'd let you know look like yeah. he's fine <laughs> they're like oh maybe we should give him a call maybe tony's like collected all their phones in or something i don't know jeez like the border mm-hmm. security last week for us going into detroit <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> yeah i i thought this was kind of weird um i i don't know where we're going other than the fact that now tony d'angelo is down one guy so how is he going to feud with them when this break eventually happen so i'm wondering does electra turn on yeah that's Santos? that's what i can see i can yeah. see electra and then like, vidi vidivici uh whatever his name is joins tony absolutely not i do not want to see that <laughs> i think he's doing pretty well on his own right now yeah i think so too but yeah we see pretty deadly who say that we're radiating off your screen they call themselves the pride of essex england and everyone thinks that Paris is the fashion capital, but it's actually Essex. And we wouldn't be seen dead drinking beers like Briggs and Jensen. Um, they make fun of Fallon Henley. They say that she's got man hands. She's got man hands. And when they're busy milking cows, we'll take them out the back for a good old-fashioned American beatdown. Roll Tide, yee-haw. Um... Yeah, so we've got the, the the challenge there for the NXT UK tag titles. Uh, I assume we'll get the match soon. Um, it's it's funny saying there, Essex is the uh, like the fashion capital. It it sure is something, Essex. I, I don't know what it is, but I know there's an Essex, Ontario. I think we passed it actually on the way to Detroit. Oh, yeah. uh, but I, what is what is ex, Essex? In well, Essex it's it's kind of like the sort of uh, Jersey Shore. 
kind of thing. Like okay. everyone, you can spot a person from Essex. They're usually a lot of fake tan, a lot of makeup, a lot right. of like big hair. Um, mm. They are into their fashion. Um, there's a show called The Only Way is Essex. And um, yeah, th- these two these two represent it quite well. Um, but fashion capital of the world, I mean, I, I, I certainly believe that Essex people believe that they are. So, All right, that's fair. Uh, but I'm enjoying these two. I think they're pretty funny. So you're saying I should start watching this? First of all, I never realized there was a British version of Jersey Shore. That sounds. Oh like- yeah, we've well, there's Geordie Shore, uh, oh, set in Newcastle, God. and then there's there's Towie. The only way is Essex. Towie, uh, is- like the wrestler. Towie, yeah, Towie. <laughs> the only way is Essex. Um, Both of these shows very ju- popular. You just mentioned, you just saying, like I'm visualizing Jersey Shore and like everything that is wrong with Jersey Shore, and but now I'm picturing it's all British, and like yeah. I just got to like shiver down my spine. Like what? That that sounds terrifying. <laughs> There's what's the bar? I think the bar they go to is called something like the Honey Pot or something like that. Um, look up. Uh, go on YouTube and no, do a Gemma, Gemma, do <laughs> a Gemma, Gemma Collins and a, a Joey Essex binge. Uh, yeah, Jeez, sounds great. We go to what do they say? Do they do, do they have catchphrases like in Jersey Shore? Cabs, eh? <laughs> like I'm, I'm imagining. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Uh, they normally just say a lot of very very stupid stuff. I imagine um, they use uh, like. Uh, what bell end or what are the, some of the other words you taught me, but like, yeah. Okay. This sounds great. <laughs> You'd probably dig it to be honest. <laughs> no, I hate Jersey. Sh- like I love hate it. You know what I mean? I think yeah. I oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we go to our next match. Wes Lee taking on trick Williams. Uh, trick has got some new gear. He's got like a, like a white boxing robe uh, saying trick Willie. On the back, some nice white pants. I thought he looked great. Yeah. I thought so too. This is the best he's looked. I mean, he's got, like you said, it's a whole boxing inspired gear, big wheelie style. Uh, you got Mello who's with him, and he's got like his 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 thing with that's holding all his utensils, like his water bottle, his his wrist tape, like for the big fight. Uh, it, so they're playing it up, like they're they're acting as if this is the most biggest the biggest thing for Trick Williams. But he looked great. Yeah, there's a, a quite cool spot at the beginning. Both of them have like pretty cool uh, like spin kicks and stuff. Trick Williams has those real long legs, so that's kind of his his main thing of these kicks. Uh, but both are ducking each other uh, these kicks and delivering them of their own. Uh, Wesley eventually catches Williams with a drop kick. Uh, Trick comes back with a big slam. Wesley starts to fire back and hits a Enziguri, followed by the rolling capo kick, like the the Liger kick. Uh, which sends Williams to the outside. And uh, throughout the match, Williams keeps on going and like having timeouts and drinking some water that Mello's given him. But now he picks up another like flask that looks like it's water, but puts it all over his hands, throws the bottle to commentary. And when he comes back in the ring, just smothers Wes in the face with whatever liquid he put in his hands, uh, kind of blinding uh, Wes and then allows Williams to hit his spinning pump kick and Trick Williams pins Wesley. Yeah, what an upset here. He was basically like, hey, does this smell like chloroform to you? And then just puts his hands all yeah. over his face. Uh, the the commentary were like, whoa, this smells like rubbing alcohol. So I guess mm. that's what it is. But uh, it pretty much was like he was chloroforming 
Wesley in the face with his hands and then being like, and kick to the face. Definite upset, which I'm like, ah, poor Wesley, but it was a dirty win. So I imagine they run this back and you get the, the big win back for Wes. But um, just to, of all the finishes that could have happened, it was definitely not something you were expecting. <laughs> I, I actually didn't mind it. We haven't really seen this before. And I thought they did a good job with like the boxing gimmick and him taking the timeouts and getting the water. So, uh, yeah, like I, I thought this was a bit more creative than some other like distraction finishes or, or dirty wins. And I think Williams just keeps on improving for me. Like, I think it's coming together. Like his promos are pretty fun. Uh, his character's good. I think he looked great. Um, it's also, I know we were saying this, I can't remember who about last, I think it's Tiffany Stratton, how she's got the just, she's in character the whole time. She's always yeah. like, like yelling stuff. She's always kind of got these good facials. And I think Trick Trick's starting to do that as well. Um, yeah, I imagine we'll get the rematch and then lead to Wesley challenging for the North American title. Which yeah. Wesley, yeah. Carmelo Hayes sounds awesome. Yeah, that is that is definitely the the match they're setting up with this this whole program. But uh, it didn't really the match itself had some cool stuff, but it was really quick and didn't have enough to like kind of really get going. But definitely sets up this like angle. But yeah, a uh, guy using chloroform or rubbing alcohol or whatever in the guy's face is pretty fun. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Wrestling's just weird, but uh, I liked it. I I'm, I was kind of like, okay, Wes needs to kick your ass for sure next time. So that's what's gonna happen. We go backstage to see Tiffany Stratton, who's getting ready for her match. She says, uh, I'm pretty much perfect already, but uh, just a little bit more powder, please. And she closes her eyes so her face will get uh, powdered, so she's not all shiny on TV. Um, but Wendy Chu sneaks in and swaps places with the makeup artist and says, oh, more powder? Tiffany's like, wait, that's not your voice. Opens her eyes. Wendy Chu throws powder in her face. And we cut to, I'm going to say it, the greatest picture-in-picture in in NXT history. I mean, fair enough. it's not. It's. I, you said NXT history because it's not quite the the one on Dynamite where they did the destroyers like to through the table. Yeah, D- Dynamite have done some ridiculous <laughs> stuff. You had like the the Cody Brody Lee package pile driver yeah, through a table. That's right. Uh, you've had yeah, like just shack structures being set up. Yeah, it's so AEW it- just don't rest. But in NXT, normally picture and picture, I don't pay too much attention. I kind of go and do other stuff. But this was. Crazy. They're just fighting all backstage. You've got all these props back there. There's like those uh, kind of like rugby pads that you use, like, you know, practicing American football that yeah. he's just throwing at they're going, you. They're going through the back area. There's like people watching and being like, oh, what, should we stop this? And they're letting them fight. There's like NXT like props and NXT signs and chairs. And then at one point, Wendy like keeps trying to crash things into Tiffany. Like if they were to hit her, it would like hurt. So it's almost like a video game or a movie when they're, she's chasing her. It's like, ah, and then she rolls out of the way and then tries to do it again. But then Wendy sits in a throne. And then when Tiffany looks up, Wendy like goes rah and scares her. It's the Mei Ying throne. <laughs> oh, I missed that. Really? 
Oh, that's, that's great. So it's a little bit of a callback there. So then, nice. Uh, <laughs> and then it kind of sets up when they come back to like the. Match. Well, you also had um, there's on the set for the Great American Bash. There's like, uh, you know, table. like table. Yeah, picnic table set up, and there's a barbecue. So uh, Wendy Chu like opens this barbecue. So like, all this smoke comes out in ah. Tiffany's face, which is also like the vape that Mei Ying used to do. Oh, that's true. So, that's uh, true. yeah, I thought this was really fun, actually. And by the time they get back to the ring, uh, we're back from commercials and the actual match starts in ring. Um, you get the Luthez press from Chu. Uh, Stratton then slams uh, Wendy's hand against the turnbuckle, causing damage to it. And now she's just working on that hand. She's dragging it across the ropes. They have a chop exchange, but the chops from Chu obviously hurts her hand even more. Um, then there's this sunset flip from Chu, which gets rolled through with a double stomp to the chest from Stratton, which I thought looked really nice. And then a big power bomb from Stratton, stacking her on her shoulders like she's, like she's sour here, or Ishii, yeah. Um, then Chu counters the other power bomb into a Rana and hits... Essentially a rock bottom, this like a sick. big Uranagi, yeah. which looked awesome, and then applies the sleeper, and Stratton's starting to fade, but she attacks the hand again, and now rips one of the nails off of Wendy Chu's hand. Uh, Chu then comes back and delivers this brain buster for a two count, and then goes for the German suplex, but Stratton lands on her feet, and stomps on the hand, and that sets up her for... For her finishing, like, the twisting Vader bomb sent on thing in the corner. And Tiffany Stratton pins Wendy Chu in what I thought was a, a really fun match. Yeah, we said it last week. We've been saying it for time that both of these women are impressive wrestlers. Uh, we've seen a lot more from Wendy Chu. It's good to see Tiffany Stratton keep evolving and her matches get longer. It's not just little quick squash matches. It's now full, long, like angles and matches and, and everything so she's improving and i i do think obviously there's the silliness but for it being pretty much the only real i mean a guy just used chloroform in the last segment but you know what i mean like the fa it felt like the the one silly thing that works in the whole great american bash barbecue set thing they had going on like this is the one you would use that for but then like you said when it, the match actually started there was actual wrestling the rock bottom move from wendy looked awesome and tiffany clearly watching her ishii matches with that power bomb so like there's just a lot that was that was working in this match and then to like go two for two with the heels using unique finishes i absolutely loved how she attacked the nail so like yeah. dudes this might not mean nothing to a lot of you but when when you know women get their nails done it there's usually the the thing that's stuck to their actual nail that's over top right so so what the they did here is yeah. yeah the acrylic or the coffin or whatever you want to call them see I know my shit too they break it off she's like breaking it off and like I've never had these nails but I'm like oh that is uh, stop that. That's that's scary. That's terrifying. We've that all cut fun. our fingernail yeah. too short before exactly. and it, it feels horrible, right? Yeah. Like it just it was it was such a cool spot that you would figure like she's the heel doing that, so it's so evil that she does that. And then of course hitting her cyclone splash always looks good. So I, I really was into this. I've been saying that 
Tiffany is someone that is completely the whole package here in, in NXT, and they, they must do something stupid to mess her up in the main roster. But when she you... can't miss for me, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think really, like, she should be, uh, like, as long as she, like, her passion's in wrestling and she wants to stay here, there's no reason why this girl shouldn't be a huge star in this company because I, I think, think so. she's. She's had 16 matches. I know we say this every week, like we kind of do the count, but she's way ahead of so many women who've done this forever for yeah. me. Like yeah. she's got the character down. Uh, she looks great. Her wrestling is is solid. Uh, and she's got this real like viciousness about her as well. Um, I think she's uh, she comes across really ahead of her, her years for me. And, and I appreciated that there's like silly stuff was during the commercial break set up to the match. But once the bell actually rang, we didn't have, you know, sleepy elbow drop, sleeping in the corner. We didn't have the silly shit from Wendy Chu. It was a, a proper good, uh, like, wrestling match here. I I was really impressed with this one. Yeah, me, me too. And I think Wendy Chu, we've seen the wrestling is there. The gimmick is a lot to, to, to deal with because it's so silly. But when done like this, I think it can... It can work, but these two work really well together. Uh, I, this was this was super surprising. Not even surprising. We said last week that we thought it would be surprising, and be. here we are talking about how much we kind of liked it. But attacking a girl's nail is hmm. top heel antics that I'm totally here for. Uh, I, I see her being a big star. What do I always say? Tiffany Stratton makes it happen. She did here tonight, and commentary were kind of hard pushing that she should be in line for the, a title shot. So, I mean, she, she really de- should. Yeah. Depending where we go with the title in the near future, uh, she could be holding gold uh, more closer than we thought. We go. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sports book, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OhioSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Backstage to new NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, Roxanne Perez and Cora Jade. And Cora says, after so long of trying to be a champion, I finally did it. And now with my best friend. Roxanne says that first she wins the breakout tournament and now she wins the tag team championship with her best friend. And next week I'm ready and I want to end Toxic Attraction's reign once and for all. And I'm going to cash in against Mandy Rose. But first, we celebrate. 
yeah, I mean, it's wrestling, guys. They're hitting this best friend thing really over the head. But, um, yeah, could, could you see Roxanne winning this next week? I think uh, she should. I think there, I think there should be uh yeah, I think she should as well. Um, if not, then what? Is it Jade turning on her? Is it Jade turning on court? Jade turning on her after she wins, or just not at all? And we're just just I mean, people I, wanting to see. I think out. you've got to have a bit of a tag run with them first sure. before the turn. And I think it might be more interesting to have you know Roxanne with both titles. Um, and just I just want to see Toxic Attraction end, as you already said, like. Tiffany Stratton is someone who could be in line, and I think uh, you'd want you'd want a babyface champion there for for her to face. Yeah, I do. I just think that Tiffany w- will be the better toxic attraction than Mandy. Yeah, like if you were 100%. to swap places, I think Tiffany would be able to run with that a lot better. I think Cora Jade could be in toxic attraction too if she ever wanted to be like in that heel kind of persona. I think it would work well. But yeah, uh, next week if that is the match with no screwy finishes or turns or anything, I think Roxanne should just straight up win and be double champ. I think so too. And then she'll she'll uh, she'll take the titles and unify them. Yeah, we don't need yeah. a tag division. I'm the <laughs> champion. It's fine. <laughs> we have. Uh... More of Bron Breaker. He's working out. And Cameron Grimes walks in and asks how the shoulder is doing. Bron says it's fine. And Cameron says, I want you to know that tonight I'm going to do whatever it takes to walk out champion. Bron says he wouldn't have it any other way. Um, so, yeah, see, seeing the bride before the on the wedding day here, like both of them meeting before the match. You're not supposed to. Cameron Grimes is still not heel, so he's just kind of like, hey, going to beat you up. But yeah, wish you luck. <laughs> Apollo Cruz comes out with some new music. It's a bit more kind of dramatic. We've lost the Apollo, oh. which is a shame. I miss that. Uh, he's wearing a nice leather jacket. Uh, he gets on the mic and says, for the last year, I would get home and uh, to my kids. And I'd ask what they thought of like my match, my performance. And they said, Daddy, that isn't you. And eventually they just stopped watching altogether. But since coming to NXT, my kids watch every week. And when I'm home and they wake up in the morning and jump on my lap and they have smile and excitement on their faces, he says, Sade and Khan, daddy loves you. And I've been back about a month and Zion Quinn is right. This place is different. There's a group of young, hungry and super athletic talent ready to take the opportunity. And I start to think what would happen if I stepped into the ring with Tony D'Angelo, Nathan Fraser, or the winner of the North American Championship match, Grayson Waller or Carmelo Hayes. And I know I'm going to be watching the NXT Championship match very closely because Cameron Grimes and I would make magic in the ring. Uh, Which when he said that one, I was like, oh yeah, that's actually a, a match I'd quite like to see. And he says, Apollo Crews and Bron Breaker. But he's interrupted by Giovanni Vinci and Mm, Johnny Sins. Johnny Sins. He says, I noticed you left me off your your list and I don't blame you because when you envision me versus you, it doesn't go well for you, does it? I'm the only one that matches up to your skills and athleticism and I'll outperform you in style. So Apollo goes, all right, Mr. Style, let's go now. And uh, Giovanni goes, no, you've got all these people fooled, but not me. 
Next week, you can find out who the best athlete in NXT is. And I assure you, you will lose to Giovanni Vinci. And that gives you seven days to come up with an excuse to tell your children. And he throws his mic at Apollo, who catches it. And I I noticed uh, Giovanni using like a a sleeker microphone, not an NXT branded one. He had his own like stylish mic. Wow, Um, he brings his own mics to his gigs. But that that sounds like a pretty cool match, I think. Yeah, uh, for sure. Apollo versus Vinny Vici uh, sounds great. I mean, both of them are really good workers. I found it funny that Apollo is telling us that his kids used to watch me in WWE, but then they thought it sucked, so they stopped watching it, is basically what I heard him say. Uh, also, I love his calling his kid Sade. Shout out, Sade. Um I didn't. I didn't hate this. It didn't do any of the future shit. I was definitely expecting him to come out and be like, "My future says," or like all that shit. Putting his like <laughs> fingers to his temples, like some Minority Report shit. I don't know what what was going to happen. But instead, he just kind of spoke from the heart. So I I liked it way better than I thought I would because I was totally expecting some of that cheese that we've been seeing. Uh, so so your kids your kids were watching you. And then you were you had an accent, and they said that isn't you. So then you said, "Okay, I'll come back to NXT, and I'll see the future, and I'll beat people up." Yeah, Daddy, <laughs> we love you. <laughs> I like, yeah, I, I, I think Apollo just sounds better than he's ever sounded at the moment. He sounds like natural. He's got charisma. Uh, you bring your kids into it, you're gonna get a cheer, you know. And uh, I, I think this was his way of addressing the accent thing. Without being like, hey, remember when I spoke in an accent? That was weird. I mean, Triple uh, H is back. You could have had Triple H come out and do the Kofi thing. <laughs> yeah. And and I thought Vinci sounded good. For for a guy we've watched for a long time, we've seen him like hidden in in Imperium and never really talking. But I, I think he he kind of comes across as a star here for me. Yeah. And I think this match should really slap next week. And I think uh, Vinny should win. Uh, Which is tough. Uh, it's, it's probably I, Yeah, I think Apollo will, but I, I would absolutely like to see uh, Vinci win this as well. Um, but yeah, it should, should be a good match next week. And we go backstage to Ivy Nile, who's being interviewed. And she's asked if this is the implosion of Diamond Mine. She says, we're a group of alpha athletes. And we like to find out who the best is. And Diamond Mine is forever. It's not just a catchphrase. And as she's saying that, she's kind of a little bit distracted as she sees Caden Carter and Katana Chance, who are, like, arguing with Tatum Paxley. And Ivy Nile kind of comes over and tells Tatum to kind of, like, don't get involved with this shit, and I'll see you at 8 a.m. at the dojo tomorrow. So, uh... The Diamond Dojo? The Diamond Dojo. (laughs) No, they didn't say that, but they should. Yeah. Uh, So she's finally letting her come into Diamond Mine, it seems. She's going to train her up and see if she can get membership or not, I think. Um, But also, this kind of looked like they're kind of furthering the potential heel turn with Caden and Katana, who are just, you know, become like sore losers here. Yeah, Casey and, sorry, Katana and Caden. It sounded way better, Casey and Caden. 
it was they, it rolled off the tongue easier, right? Yeah, they just made it more difficult. But Katana and Caden are definitely the heels now. That that the fact that they lost that match and now they're just being like meanies for no reason. But I think having the Diamond Mine bring in other people, especially Tatum, they've been teasing it for for quite a while now. It, it kind of it kind of is like okay, let's see where they can they can go with this because it would be good. Yeah, yeah, and I. I I would assume we're going to see what we were saying at the beginning. We, we need a few more women's tag teams here. So there Ivy and Tatum are definitely something because Ivy's not really doing anything right now. She's not in the, the women's title picture. And uh, perhaps that would be a good move. Her and Tatum to be a, a proper tag team representing diamond mine. Yeah. We see Grayson Waller who thanks Carmelo Hayes uh, for signing the pictures last week. He says his mum loved it. Um, but unfortunately it would only sell for 25 cents on eBay. Uh, but one thing is left for him and that's the North American championship. And we go to Carmelo Hayes who says, we used to be boys, uh, but not anymore. Trick one tonight. And so will I. And there's a difference between common and special. You're common. I'm special. And that's all it is. And all it's ever gonna be. A good little insert promos from both of them. I I do think it's it's making Grayson feel like more of a heel now. We were like, is that baby facing him? But he's kind of like, nah, I just wanted to fight you. I was your friend, but I was lying to you to get this match. Yeah. We then go to another JD McDonough vignette where we see him like what in kind of like a yoga studio or something. (laughs) He's put on a silly mask. Okay, I was getting American Psycho vibes because he's. What's like the do- mask thing about? He's doing the face mask. That's what American Psycho he does. Okay, he's, where he talks about. Right. So I was like, okay, he's doing like he's just he's into self uh, health. You know, he's yeah, it's self, like karate self- yoga kind of thing. Karate yoga. <laughs> karate yoga is what I wrote down. He says, "My dad is a lot like me." He's a great man. And he sat me down at three and said, you three. can do whatever you want. <laughs> in, you can do whatever you want in this life. If you want to be in the army, you'll be a general. If you want to be an artist, you'll paint like Picasso. And that was how the Irish Ace was born. Anyone against me will be dissected. And I'm so far ahead that they couldn't see me with a set of binoculars on. His head says otherwise, but... Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so turned, he was three? He was, just, I don't he, know. he was three when his dad was Listen, like, you can here, achieve whatever. You could be a Listen, general in the army. You could paint yeah. like Picasso. You think a three-year-old knows what's going on? I think that's a good age when you start. Yes. But just being like, kids, yeah. your, your whole world's ahead of you. You can do whatever you set your mind to. Yeah. Uh, he says, I turn doubters into believers and enjoy Great American Bash because next week 2.0 changes forever. Yeah, mm. J.D. McDonough. Um, I'm imagining, have you ever seen, I know it's Irish and Scottish is different, but how, how, what was the movie with Mike Myers? If So I Married an Axe Murderer, where he plays his own Scottish dad, and the, kid, okay. the kid's blocking the thing, and he's like, he's got a big melon, move your head, heed, move! <laughs> uh, I, lo- I, I, I like these, these promos so far from this J.D. McDonough. Mm. Um, like, it's it is different. It it actually had some artistic cuts in it when he mentioned art. It was like all of a sudden there was people and it was like he was it's 
it's like he's going for a Irish Jared Leto character or something. You know what I'm saying? Like he's doing the yoga and he's he's with people. It's like he's at Burning Man or something. I don't know what it is, but uh, yeah, he calls it. it's it's different than a lot of other things. That's definitely why it stands out. Yeah, it doesn't feel so much of a gimmick. You know, it just feels like this is this guy and yeah. he's he's calling himself. I, I thought some of the lines were pretty good. I thought, uh, yeah, I'm so far ahead that you couldn't see with me with a set of binoculars. It was pretty good. Uh, and keeps calling himself the necessary evil for NXT. Yeah. Um, he which also I was grateful says, we didn't get the other evil dude this week with Gacy. <laughs> yeah, he says that uh, even though tonight's the Great American Bash, he's going to be he's going to be here sooner than we think. Hmm. We then go to Bron Breaker, who's with the with like one of the doctors here and he says he feels good and you see the doctor is about to tape his shoulder up and he says no thanks doc and leaves he doesn't he doesn't want to appear hurt he he's he's kidding everyone here i'm fine i'm good i'm good to go no tape no, no tape. tape don't draw attention to it and we go to our north american championship match and uh grayson waller comes out first and then carmelo hayes who has Real big entrance here. You've got some dramatic, uh, like, music with some dim lighting as we hear Trick Williams, who is on the perch, who's just kind of narrating here, saying, the man who doesn't miss the future, the leader of the new school, your two-time North American champion, Carmelo Hayes. And Hayes comes out in his red, white, and blue, the American flag behind him, pyro going off. Uh, I thought like pretty cool entrance for Mello here with the with the intro and stuff. Oh, for sure, uh, Trick doing the the hype up like again. It's almost like going in with what he had his entrance earlier, where he's coming in like the the boxer, almost like an L- that LL Cool J music video. But here with Hayes coming out as the champ, his his Great American Bash gear was awesome. He's got like the old school WWE Great American Bash logo like all over it. So I thought he looked. Like a superstar. There was a three on the knee pad. Do you assume that's because this is the third NXT Great American Bash? I was trying to work out the relevance of the three. I guess so. Uh, yeah, I, I would assume something like that. He looked good, though. And I think that yeah. that's something we always... It's not for everyone, but we've always enjoyed like the, the special gear uh, in NXT that obviously Gargano used to do it a lot. And it's I nice to see that. Yeah. Hayes is continued. Braun always does it, usually a reference to like his dad and, and Scott Steiner. But uh, I like that Mello has kind of kept this up as well. I think I think that's something that was lost for a while. And then in the past little while, like you're like you said, Johnny's your your Seth's even kind of people who do appreciate the real gear game. And it makes you look like a star when you do that. Mm. Uh, I'm sure it's not cheap to do gear for, you know, just a one off match, but the fact that you do it uh, makes you stand out, and he definitely does. He, he, he out of anyone on on the this show in the past months, uh, this solidifies that he looks like the most WWE superstar. Like he's got yeah. everything. This epic entrance for a TV special, it still looks great in the small little thing. But he looked like a star. He he has been for quite a while. But I thought the entrance was great. So. Uh... The match starts and Waller offers his hand for kind of the, the code of honor, the handshake there, but Mello refuses. Uh, Mello hits an enziguri to Waller and goes for his springboard leg drop while Waller is draped across the rope. I think 
I think Vic called this fade away. This the fade away, yeah. The fade away. Um, there's then this electric chair. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, Waller has Mello up in an electric chair and then drops him down into this big back suplex, which I thought looked really nice, actually. Almost, uh, Kenny does it with the German, doesn't he? The electric chair into the German. Yeah. This is like into a back suplex. I, it was I still it pretty, pretty nice. Cool. Yeah, it, yeah. Was still pre- it was still pretty cool. Uh, I thought it was something that... He, he comes up with innovative moves, so I'll give that mm. to him. Uh, Waller then does a baseball fl- slide to the floor, followed by a big clothesline on the ramp. Uh, after the break, Mello hits his kind of big satellite uh, like takedown Face uh, to Waller for, uh, for a two count, and then moves straight into the crossface. Uh, there's a bit of a stalemate there, and the crowd are really into this. Chance of this is awesome. Uh, both get up and start duking it out with some punches, some forearms. Hayes comes in with some palm strikes and his spring, uh, his springboard clothesline, and then Waller hits his. It's like a almost like a blockbuster, but kind of more into the unprettier. Yeah, we've seen him do this before. Uh, you can only for, do it on. Yeah, it only looks so. It looks so good because you're doing it on someone like Hayes. Who sells it like that? Who will spike himself down? Yeah, with it he's basically stuff. spiking himself upside down, where other people just fall like on the ground. But Hayes made that move look um, like a million bucks. Uh, yeah, and this was a real near, near fall here. The crowd bit. There was some chance of that was three. Uh, Mello does the kind of cross throat chop, uh, followed by pump kick. Uh, goes to the tornado DDT, but it gets countered, and he gets hit with the stunner. Uh, but Mello rolls out of the ring to avoid being pinned. Uh, so Waller goes after him, goes for his rolling stunner, but Trick gets in the way. And this is where Wesley runs in from the crowd and takes out Trick, still pissed at what happened earlier. Uh, the, the chloroform, obviously, worn off by now. Uh, and then Waller rolls into the ring into a code breaker. And then the guillotine leg drop off the top from Mello for the win. I think they gave that a name as well now. Nothing but yeah, net. I didn't catch nothing but net. Okay, yeah, which we we think that's what he was alluding to before because he didn't have a name for it. So it makes total sense if that's what we're calling it. Yeah, um, yeah, this was this was good, and he finds someone finally scouting that stupid stunner. <laughs> like the whole reason he's been using it the past few weeks, I feel like, was to give this build up where yeah, Hayes is like, yeah, I I I see you coming at me. From a mile away, I can counter this move, uh, which looked pretty good. Uh, This is easily Waller's best match, I think, that I've seen. Uh, Both of these guys worked really well together. They both have kind of some high flying, but then like some really good wrestling. And I thought the first time I got to see some proper back and forth near fall, like good, uh, an actual solid match from Grayson Waller that didn't really... Right, get too silly. Of course, you had trick ringside and stuff, but that didn't really affect uh, the match too much. I, I, I really, really like this. I, and again, I just keep thinking Hayes is just some superstar that they have here waiting in the wings. He could be, he, he should be. I know the whole gimmick is he's the A champion, but he, he really is, I think, the star of this show. Yeah, I, I agree. I, the crowd were really into this one as well. I'd say it was their probably their favorite match of the night i i thought it was really good back and forth and both guys do some quite innovative stuff that i hadn't really seen other people do so uh i thought this was was good and definitely i agree waller's best match and 
Uh, Mello, yeah, doesn't miss. Uh, all his Mello matches are, miss. are really good. And and this is when I watch this show where I'm like, yeah, you've still got, you do still have the wrestling there. You do still have these people that can do that stuff. Um, Mello, obviously, a, a slight bleed over from the black and gold era. But uh, yeah, this was um, this was entertaining for me. Yeah, uh, it, it was good. This, this, so far, so the show was going on at a nice, solid pace, and I, I got into this match. I like his. We then have a, uh, it just says on the screen, scan here. Um, and it's got a, a barcode, like a QR code on there. So I pulled out my phone, scanned it, and it took you to a website that says 8, 10, 11. Hmm. So any ideas what that could mean? 8, 10, 11. Okay. Uh, I typed it into Twitter to kind of see what people are saying. People are saying it, it equals it can't be a date because we've already passed uh, 2011. 2011. Yeah. Uh, so some people are saying that it equals the letters H J K, which I'm again not quite sure what that uh, could be. Um, I don't know. It could be about the someone saying it could be about the uh, Roman. Bible verse for eight ten eleven, uh, meaning rebirth. So it okay. could be someone someone coming back to NXT or someone you know starting. Uh, but I'm I'm not quite sure uh, what this means. Yeah, I saw some people suggesting maybe it's uh, like tenth and eleventh of August. Maybe uh, maybe they're doing uh, like a, a two night special. We've seen that before. You've had like the Wednesday night. Uh, or the Tuesday night special and then something on the the network, maybe. Okay. Um, yeah, or or maybe alluding to a, uh, a character, maybe someone you haven't seen for a while who's hey, maybe come back or someone you... Uh, maybe, maybe you're onto something there. I mean, there is the talk with Triple H coming back and things changing again, possibly. I, I don't know. Maybe that has something to do with it, with the rebirth, with, with that. But we could be reading into this. It could just be... Uh, the guy who likes math later on or something. So, But I, I actually thought there was something different doing it the QR code way. Um, that's not something they've done before. So I, I thought that was uh, kind of cool that they did that. Yeah, and yeah. We do like a mystery. Like, what are these vignettes? It's probably going to be, what was it, Ember Moon last time? or No, Tegan Knox, wasn't it? Tegan Knox had the cell phone charging and then came for one night and... Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, and then didn't really work out for her. We see Zion Quinn backstage who says Apollo shouldn't be looking towards the North American champion or the NXT champion. He should be looking at me because I've seen the future and I'm going to be a multi-time champion because I'm the future and the future is Zion Quinn. Um this guy always loses. Like I don't <laughs> Like, no, no, Apollo, look towards the NXT championship. Like, ignore this guy. He's he's a loser. Yeah. Uh, kind of weird that people are just so fixated on this one guy that no one else really gives a fuck about. But, yeah. Hmm. We see Diamond Mine backstage uh, getting ready for their match. It's, it's all four of them with Ivy. Uh, and it's like a little scrum here. Ivy says, who are we? Diamond Mine. And then she goes, Diamond Mine. And they go, forever. And Julius goes, let's leave it all out there. And Roddy just kind of storms off, whereas Damon Kemp is, like, chilling with 
with the creeds and Julius just does this look like you motherfucker. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I've been loving this, this diamond mine story actually. I think it's been pretty good. And they, uh, this was a nice little thing to show with the Ivy promo and this, it's like, yeah, we're, we're going to have a match tonight, but we are a team and it's more like a, like sport competitiveness, but, uh, yeah, Roddy just taking things a little too personally. Oh, Roddy, that hot head. Yeah. just takes things too personally, to, to the heart. But it's cool that they're not beefing, kind of. Yeah. It's, it's like, okay, we're going to go fight each other. Uh, Mandy Rose is being interviewed. She calls Cora and Roxanne uh, Team 2001. Uh, she says, Gigi and JC may have lo- lost the championships, but this happened before. And they re- regrouped and they got it back right away. And that's going to happen this time. And Roxanne is riding high right now, but she can't beat me. And she'll be- join her friend Cora Jade in the failure club. And uh, that's if she even gets that far. Damn. So Mandy's saying that they call themselves Team 2001. Is that, is, are they calling themselves that? <laughs> is that, I, I guess, the, the year it's, they're born it's in? It's not a great insult, is it? No. Like, <laughs> She should have said 2001, more like 2000 and late or whatever that song is. But I don't know. <laughs> what, Black Eyed Peas? <laughs> 2000 and late. Damn. 2001? Jeez. I like them referencing, though, like Gigi and JC losing before and then just getting it right back. She's like, it's fine. Like, they've lost, but they'll come back. Yeah, we've done it um, before. We'll get them back. Uh, we go to Chase U. Andre Chase introduces his new students. And starts talking about Independence Day and the, the Declaration of Independence. Uh, and then he notices Bodhi is kind of sleeping there. There's Bodhi, what's up? He goes, oh, I'm sorry. It's my roommate. She just doesn't sleep. We pan to Thea Hale, who says, yeah, we watched Money in the Bank like 50 times the other night. We're like brother and sister. And Andre Chase says, ah, oh, that's great. And then a guy called Chad puts his hand up. Andre says, who are you? And he goes, Chad. It's like, yeah, he, he fucking looks like a Chad, doesn't he, that guy? <laughs> and he goes, well, actually, the, independ- uh, the Declaration of Independence was created on John 2nd. And John uh, Adams... On July 2nd. It- on July 2nd. And John Adams thinks Independence Day should actually be celebrated then. And Andre just loses it. He goes, who the fuck are you, Chad? And who the fuck is John Adams? Independence Day is July 4th. I am America, baby. Get the fuck out, Chad. Go on. Fuck off. Fuck and you, then, John Evans. Fuck you, John Adams and Chad. Evans. And <laughs> John Evans? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. John, John Adams. John, John Adams? Adams? Oh, John Adams. Who the fuck's yeah. John Evans? I don't know. Who the fuck is Chad? Um, and then Thea Hale starts talking about England and says she thinks it would be cool to go on a field trip there. And Andre Chase says, I think a field trip to London is a great idea. So I assume these guys are going to NXT UK. Okay, so it was it was a classic uh, Andre Chase teachable moment here where he just starts swearing and says, who the is this? Who the are you? And all that. And it always works and gets a huge reaction, huge pop. But then they just go... We we want it's July fourth. Should we go on a field trip to London? Yeah, all right, let's go. It just felt so. Let's shoehorn in this angle at the very end, which I was like, there could have been any other way. You're talking about July fourth. Hey, 
why don't we go away from this stupid fucking country and let's go to <laughs> London <laughs> is what I got from that. But yeah. Who the fuck is John Adams? Yeah. I did some, I did some uh, journalistic research. So this John Adams guy does in fact say that July 2nd is the real Independence Day and he refuses to celebrate any parties on the 4th. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Interesting. Um, I, I do like, though, that they're kind of integrating NXT UK and actually uh, now having storyline reasons, as silly as it is as a school field trip, hopefully we can get some some like funny vignettes of Chase U kind of doing touristy stuff in London and then, uh, yeah, having some matches in UK. Yeah, they're going to go to school over in UK? Like they got... Yeah. What, what's a good English... Uh, university over there. What do you guys got? Like, you got, you some... got Oxford. You got yeah, Cambridge. That's right. Yeah, um, Oxford. That's right. I mean, they're going to London though. So you got uh, what? You got King's College. You've got Queens. You've got uh, like the university, like London Economics, uh, University of London. There's loads. There's loads. They'll be they're going to have a lot of fun over yes. there. Have a great time. I hope um, it works out for Bodie and Thea Hale. I think they'll eventually become like a thing. You think so? Because Thea's like, we're like brother and sister. Yeah. Uh, but I've seen, you've seen Star Wars. It's fine. Yeah, it's true. It'll work out. It's true. <laughs> we go to the NXT Tag Team Championship match. The Creed brothers taking on Roderick Strong and Damon Kemp, all representing Diamond Mine. Um, so Damon Kemp is in the ring to start and Roddy's like, nah, tag me in. I want to go in. I question why didn't Roddy just be like, I'll start the match before, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> So Roddy's in there against Brutus, uh, goes for a running shoulder block, but Brutus just like shoves him off. Uh, there's then uh, Julius who tags in, who hits a really nice double underhook suplex to Damon Kemp and then gets in Roddy's face and says like he's got that hunger. But Slate like took his eye off the, the ball there because there's a German suplex from Kemp. Uh, Julius then tags in Brutus, hits his gut wrench suplex on Brutus to Kemp for a one count only and then Brutus climbs to the top and hits the Brutus bomb cannonball, cannonball to Damon on the floor uh, this again look not as bad as the one at the the pay-per-view but this yeah. is kind of painful here yeah have we not established how to catch people yet like it's it's wrestling we know how, that you're supposed to catch them why aren't we catching them that's the whole point of this move. Instead, he keeps landing on his feet. Just kind of he's hitting a cannonball onto floor. Like, is it because he's like it's hard, and they like when he lands on them, it pushes them, so they can't catch him. Or like, I I think it works better when it's to a group of people. Yeah, who you like go in the middle, and like that's almost like the water, you know, all those bodies. But yeah, um, yeah, this look it wasn't as bad as the last one, but I can't. Like, this is going to fuck your knees and ankles up so much. Every, every time I watch him do it, I think it's awesome. I think it yeah. looks fantastic. But I, it, it makes me cringe for the, the poor kid's ankles, for yeah. sure. Uh, Brutus is then clubbing down on Kemp. He's, he's roaring away. Rah! And then does a backflip into, like, a wrestling stance, which, again, big, big boy here doing backflips. Uh, Roddy then runs in but gets smacked. And now Roddy is caught between Julius and Brutus, Julius being on the apron. And he just runs and slaps Julius across the face. Now Julius is seeing red. He's pissed. He's mad. Uh, Roddy delivers two 
knees to the chin of Roddy of Brutus. He's like flying knees. Yeah, he. This is where he like uses a distraction. He's kind of being a dick. Yeah. The com- uh, Vic Joseph's kind of like, hey, that was kind of not cool. Ooh. And Wade is like defending it, like, oh, it's a match. But Roddy definitely like took advantage of him. Yeah. Uh, he's yelling at Julius. This was your fault. There's an exploder suplex from Kemp, followed by a split slingshot spear for a two. And now Julius and Roddy are finally squaring off. And there's these great suplexes just turning Roddy inside out. The straps come down, delivers these big punches. And then his rolling Death Valley driver. And But Roddy like slips out of the way at, before he can go for the lariat. Tags Damon back in. But gets hit with the that rolling Death Valley driver himself. And then Julius hits the big lariat as Roddy is just on the outside watching. Doesn't attempt to break up the pin. And the Creed's pin Damon Kemp. And Damn. after the match, they pull up Damon and kind of show him some respect. Uh, but Roddy and Julius are just staring at each other. Um, and Roddy not shaking the hands there. Uh, but... As as we thought, like I entertaining match, as you do yeah. from these guys. Yeah, I mean the Creeds are on this this crazy run. I think, yeah, they're destined for a huge run in WWE main roster. They just have everything going for them right now, and wouldn't be surprised if we if if we do see them move up uh, sooner than later. But the story of Diamond Mine imploding and stuff like that continues to work. It's been going on for months. Are they breaking up or not? Like every week it's been that way. And finally it's, it's still like Roddy's the one who's, who's probably the cause of it. And uh, I thought the wrestling though was just awesome. This, this might be my match of the, of the night from, from tonight, just because of there was so much actual wrestling and Damon Kemp is no slouch in that department because He's hitting some pretty impressive and crazy suplexes and stuff. He's holding his own with Roddy in this and and the Creed. So uh, have just just really got into this. This is heavy hitting and there was so much uh, just wrestling and that's that's definitely what I like. And the Diamond Mine are the gimmick is they're all wrestlers and and that just works uh, when you watch this. Uh, it's almost as if like it was all four like they're all a unit. So watching like them fight each other is they're very similar. So it's like they're all hitting like the same moves and stuff. But yeah, fun match. Yeah, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. I think the storytelling they're doing is is great. I love the little looks like at the end between Julius and Roddy. Um, I like it. It's kind of what they did uh, with the um, the Bucks Hangman um, Kenny match where. It's not that all four are beefing. It's it's Julius and Roddy are really the two beefing, and everyone else is just trying to get along. And I sure, yeah. I think it almost works better that way. Um, but Julius, to me, he's someone like I, I love the tag team, but he's someone I could see being uh, a big star. I think he's got a great look. I think his wrestling is awesome, and he can talk. Um, I I really would like to see him be a big single star down the line, but. Uh, not that I don't like Brutus. I think Brutus is great, but I really do see the money in Julius. I I, I love both both of them, and even when they've been in talking segments, they've just heavily improved. So, uh, just super behind these guys. I, I love everything they've been doing. I I do want to see them have matches with some other tag teams. I just don't know what other tag teams we even have here in NXT to go up against them, so that we already haven't seen. So, 
I think I feel like we've had Viking Raiders come down before. I wouldn't mind seeing some teams like come down for one offs to face against Diamond Mine. Yeah. Um, uh, Street Profits. Street Profits come to mind. I I mean I they had a really good match with the Usos at Money in the Bank, but uh, the commentary actually brought them up during this match. I don't like that. I don't like the new uh hey Here's this match you've been waiting to see, but did you guys watch the pay per view? Because this was going on in the pay per view, and I hope the street like they're kayfabing, like I hope the street profits are okay or something like that. It's like okay, can we can we just focus on this match right now? You could you could say that in passing, but you kept trying to like oh the street profits. They would be a cool team to, to to face the diamond mine. I don't even know what other tag teams are in WWE. Yeah, <laughs> so, so street profits. Yeah, exactly. New day. I rest right. my case. Yeah. <laughs> We go to a, a vignette, uh, someone who looks awfully like a kid, or at least the back There's of a his kid? head. There's a kid. <laughs> or not anymore. Amen. 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 No longer a kid. He's an amen. He says, I was a very bright child, and all the intelligent kids at school got bullied, but I learned how to fight back. I had a gift for mathematics. I would close my mind and see numbers and equations. And it's almost like um, a beautiful mind here, right? It was uh, Russell Crowe, you know, where he's just seeing yeah. all the like numbers and equations and things. I'm th- yeah, I'm thinking the hangover when he's trying to count cards. <laughs> yeah. He says there is a solution to every problem. And I've been told I'm technically gifted in the ring. Now, whether it's mathematics or physics, it all comes down to an equation. And you challenge yourself to push to new heights. I am Axiom. Axiom. Uh, yeah, so we assume this is a kid? I assume so, yeah. In mathematics or logic, an axiom is an unprovable, unprovable rule or first principle accepted as true because it is self-evident or particularly useful. Used in a sentence, nothing can both be and not be at the same time and in the same respect is an example of an axiom. I, you've lost me. <laughs> I, I don't even know what I just said, and I'm just yeah. reading this from Webster Dictionary. Um, yeah, we assume it's that guy just because uh, it kind of looks like him and sounds like him. Uh, but instead, it's like him doing mathematics. It's basically the male equivalent of Kiana James' character. Yeah, we, we got to see them together, right? Yeah, the smart people. Uh- is this, um, is this, yeah, this guy's like doing math. Like, what is, what is this? He's, it's not quite using puns like, you know, the mathematics and the numbers add up and stuff like that, but it is still in that direction. I, I almost got it. It's like, you know how Apollo Crews sees the future? This is like, he can see that, but with numbers. Like, he, it's almost like the Matrix, you know? He like sees the code so he can work out mm-hmm. mathematically how to, Beat you? I don't know. I don't know what it's good to do with wrestling. Uh, yeah, that's what a- I was getting at. I just a- don't know a- a- kid was a fucking awful name as it was. So like, I'm not Axiom's not much better, but I'm not mad about it. Like, it's it's a it's a lateral move for me. Axiom wasn't it the name of uh, Austin Theory's old finishing move? That was a taxia. Oh, but yeah, it does sound more like a finisher rather than a, a human. The Axiom, because it's not even the Axiom, whatever kid. It's kid. Axiom. So this whole time he was Axiom Kid? I guess so. Axiom Kid. Even that sounds better than just Axiom, but whatever. It's just the name. It's just funny that this guy's 
gimmick is him looking at fractions Maths. and equations and like what is this? Is he, I feel like he, he walks by. He's just the janitor at the at the PC and he sees someone. She, he walks through Chase University and he sees you know Bodie didn't finish his equations, so when no one else is around, pulls out. He his just writes it on marker, the door. starts doing it, and then Ch- Andre Chase walks in and goes, "What the." fuck are you doing and realizes you you're smart you could be axiom axiom we got it i mean that's goodwill hunting but i mean you could you could see them do that with chase university and kiana james at least i take it as this is a permanent like move to the states for this guy uh who i think's great we saw him have a couple of matches last year or was it earlier this year in nxt if he's going to be here permanently um and you think you've you've now got the likes of uh, Giovanni Vinci, you've got JD McDonough. Like, we're starting to get some, like, fresh, like, more veteran, really talented, strong wrestlers on this show, which is only going to improve it, um, even if he is spending his time doing equations. He just loves doing math and the numbers don't lie. I mean, all these people from NXT are going to NXT UK for, like, a, a week or an excursion or whatever. And then we have the NXT UK people, like, coming over to NXT. Is this some sort of th- – should we be reading between the lines? Like, will there be an NXT UK, you know, within a year or something like that? Like, you know, a lot of people say Brit Rez is dead, but, you know, maybe it's just moving to Florida. Be fine. Uh, it, it all depends on that BT deal, you know. Yeah. They're running at BT Studios. They've got a TV, like, contract. I don't think they're paying these guys a great deal of money. Like, I, I don't really see the point of shutting down NXT UK, really, because... And keep it going. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's a, a massive expense for them, and sure. they are making money from it. So as long as BT Sport are, like, supporting it, I don't see it really going anywhere. Right. We see Mr. Stone, Von Wagner, and... What's her name? Sophia Loren? No, what's her name? <laughs> Cromwell. Sophia Cromwell, Yes. Uh, Mr. Stone is saying that it's a travesty that Vaughn isn't on Great American Bash. Uh, like, Sophia kind of speaks up as well, saying this guy should be on it. When Solo Sokoa comes in and says, what are you crying for? And uh, Von Wagner says, the fans don't speak for me. You want to run this your mouth. We can do this right now. And there's a big pull apart between the two. And we get a, a Norman Smiley appearance as he's holding back Solo Sokoa here. Oh, yeah. Shout out Norman Smiley. So I assume next week we're getting Von Wagner versus Solo Sokoa. Every time Von Wagner speaks, I laugh. I don't know if it's He's had a few of these pull-aparts now, and they're always quite funny. Uh, He's always just doing that thing with his ah, mouth. Who the hell are you? Ah, ah, fucking Von Wagner. <sighs> we still got to get that Von Wagner's world shirt. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> we're going to get sued, but it's fine. We, mentioned, we joked about it, and... A few people messaged asking for it. People so. are down. People want it. <laughs> he hasn't said Give it. The people, what they want. They didn't say it today. They didn't say the line. Say it. Say the line. Wagon say the roll. thing. <laughs> so uh, we then it's confirmed that next week we're getting Mandy Rose versus uh, Roxanne Perez and Apollo Cruz versus Giovanni Vinci. Then we're up to the big championship match. We've got the championship music playing as we see both competitors backstage. Cameron Grimes versus Bron Breaker for the NXT Championship. Um, there's a nice gator roll from Bron early on, uh, and he rolls him right up into a delayed vertical suplex, showing his strength. 
Uh, but Grimes keeps on going for the shoulder, keeps on applying these arm bars and just attacking the injured shoulder of Bron. Um, Bron starts running the ropes, builds up real speed and delivers a good-looking clothesline to Grimes. Uh, after the commercial break, Grimes is on top of Bron, still working on that shoulder, starts delivering the like yes kicks to the chest, but gets caught and he gets rammed into the turnbuckle and then hit by a big spine buster from Bron. And then Bron starts doing his shoulder tackles, but he was now using it the left arm to do it rather than the right arm as he didn't want to hurt that injured shoulder anymore. And then picks Grimes out in midair for the slam. Uh, Grimes comes back with the super kick and hits the collision course. And then Bron with a Frankensteiner off the top rope for a two. He goes for the military press power slam, uh, but his shoulder gives in. And that allows Grimes to send him shoulder first into the turnbuckle and hits the cave in. But Bron kicks out. So Grimes goes up top. He's calling for the super cave in. He jumps off but gets caught midair by the spear from Bron. And Bron Breaker retains. Break everything. Uh, yeah, this had some cool stuff. Grimes with that cave in uh, looked really cool uh, on a bigger guy than normal. Like usually when he's. He's hitting these crazy-looking cave-ins. The guys are around his size, but Braun's obviously a lot bigger. So it looked, it looked like it really hurt, but the, you knew he was kicking out of the cave-in, even mm. though it's kind of a protected move. Um, Braun in the U.S. tights was pretty oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Just like his, his papa and his uncle uh, from, from ways ago, but the USA, Great American Bash tights. Uh, I also liked the tail of the tape before the match started, kind of showing you that I just needed – uh, Mike Tanay or uh, Don West to tell us the tale of the tape here. But yeah, it looked great. Um, it had some good, good back and forth. I mean, we've seen Grimes in these big matches before and he always delivers. Uh, everything in this worked for me. I just thought the spear at the end looked a little weak compared to... Yeah, no, normally he hits it pretty nicely. But, but his I shoulders guess, hurt. <laughs> I guess, yeah, the hurt shoulder, but also trying to time it in midair. Um, doesn't look as good as where he just like runs through these people. I think his spear normally looks cool. My only criticism is everyone has the spear. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, you know, as much as, as you hate honey garlic as a flavor, I think the spear sucks. Like other than Goldberg, really, it's not a good rest. Like it's not a good finishing move. It's not flashy. It doesn't ever really look that devastating, uh, I think. I thought this. I thought this match was really good. Unfortunately, the spear was just basically Cameron Grimes just falling in midair and yeah. getting pinned. But not not. That I I didn't dislike this at all. I I still was super into it. I thought Grimes was looking good as well. Like his his physical is is like he's been he's been working out or something. But I mean, Grimes mentioned in his promo last week that if he if if Braun loses, then Braun's going to be okay because he's going to go to the main roster. I think now or never we get Grimes on the main roster because I, I, he's he's got everything what's the, to do. So like he's done everything here. So like what do we do? What do we do with him? Maximum male models. Uh, would, it, would it be Cam- Cameron? Grimes, would it be? Or be like Grimes, like, yeah, like Grimes, the actual artist Grimes. Like Grimes, mm. now she spells her name stuff. No, um, I'm saying like they're all yeah. like Mace is now Marseille. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And yeah. Mansoir and all that. It's... Yeah, but 
you know Grimes, like the artist. She like yeah. names her kids like you know all oh, these after weird... an equation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a kid. Sounds like uh, she needs a kid with a kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Grimes on the main roster would be good. I don't know if male models is quite the the thing for him. I could see Pretty Deadly being the male models on the main roster with yeah. uh, whoever it is. But no, uh, Grimes. They could do the whole money gimmick, like reset it and do like start him out as a as a heel or a baby face and then kind of turn him heel with the money thing and let him go through that again. I think it would work. But uh, the guy is great. I just don't know if if he's got a ceiling in this company. But uh, I thought this was good. And I just don't know if there's anything like what are you going to do? Put him on NXT UK against Dragunov maybe? But then after that, it's like, what do you do with that? This did kind of feel like the end. The way commentary were building it, like it's this is probably going to be his only chance at the title and all that kind of stuff. He's that there, there's nothing really left for him here. So yeah, I think I think we'll probably see him off NXT TV soon and then eventually uh, on the main roster. Um, uh, yeah, he also he did like a promo afterwards. Uh, he tweeted afterwards saying sorry. Basically saying like he doesn't right. know what's left for Cameron Grimes, but but yeah, I liked the match. I I thought there was maybe another gear, and I I think um, the way Grimes had been talking earlier, uh, I don't know if he he kind of made out like look, I might fight dirty here, and I don't know if it's just attacking the shoulder is what he sees as fighting dirty, but I thought we'd see a, maybe a few more like heel tactics from him to try and win this thing. Because I don't know if he, he did everything in his power to win this thing like he said he would earlier. Uh, um, but WWE, I did enjoy the match. Yeah, yeah. I, again, I didn't hate this at all. I, I still enjoyed it. But um, WWETwitter.com exclusive just came out five minutes ago. It's Cameron Grimes backstage upset about his loss when Mackenzie asks for a word and he says not right now. So she leaves and he's alone in there. And then the lights flicker. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> What's no. next for Cameron Grimes? He's going to put on a hood. Fucking Gacy. Yeah. That's right. Well, sure as hell ain't The Undertaker. So, mm. Joe's creepy Joe Gacy. going to maybe. Right. Uh... <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, that wasn't it because uh, after the match, the logo comes up in the corner. We think it's the end of the show when J.D. McDonough attacks Bron Breaker from behind and hits the devil inside the Saito suplex through one of the tables uh, set up uh, in like the, the set here and then says, you should have been listening because I was talking to you. The necessary evil is here. So I that's our next program. JD McDonough going for the title against Bron Breaker. Yeah, uh, he mentioned in his promo, hey, Tonight's the bash, but you'll be seeing me sooner than later. So I guess mm. that's what he meant because he came out here and attacked Braun. Uh, yeah, I know that we've seen him in NXT with that, uh, was it the cruiserweight uh, interim thing and all that yeah. stuff. And I know that uh, it, it seems as if Sean, he's one of Shawn Michaels' guys as of late. So maybe that's con- considering bringing him in and putting him in a main, bigger like angle and position like instantly is – I, I guess they see uh, a lot in, in this guy. But, um, yeah, I'm assuming that's our whatever the next uh, special may be. Maybe SummerSlam weekend. Uh, I imagine they do some sort of so, NXT yeah. show. That's probably your main event. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would think so. Uh, maybe not because it's on a Saturday, isn't it? The SummerSlam. So, uh, but there was this potential if they're doing the 10th and 11th of August, if that's what that like code was for. I don't know, but whatever the next special it is, whether it's a network thing or on the uh, like a TV like branded event, uh, I would assume that's the main match, which does sound good. I think they've they have been picking interesting people apart from Joe Gacy. For uh, for Braun to defend against, so yeah, I do think also, um, like, I think maybe they could do it on the day of SummerSlam during like how they did. Oh yeah, yeah, right. they did that with Mania. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Because like, sorry, if you put NXT on a Wednesday night, uh, no, <laughs> no, not watching it. <laughs> True. <laughs> Uh, well, that's what we thought of NXT. Actually, you know what? I enjoyed this episode. It had a lot of wrestling, and that's – call me crazy. That's why I like watching wrestling. And this felt like a, a big deal to some of the people on the card uh, growing up, I'm sure. Watching Great American Bash on TV and pay-per-views and all that stuff would be a cool thing to be actually on the show. And I could tell that Hayes and Trick treated it as if it was a big deal. And it came across that way because of them. They looked like superstars. Uh, same goes for Braun Breaker. Same way they treated the main event with the tail of the tape and the slow intros and the walking to the ring. Like everything made it seem good. There was a lot of like other little promos and insert things and all that stuff, which was fine. But the main thing is we had actual championships being defended and – I, I like the show. Definitely one of my favorite, if not my favorite, episodes of 2.0 that has taken place just because it flowed really well and everything kind of made sense. And they saved I, Joe Gacy for the dot-com exclusive. So it was yeah. to see that. So it was good. I agree. I, I thought this was a really good show. I think it's it's taken time, but like we've we've got our like class of people here that are like reliable now uh, of this 2.0. Yeah. Thing like your Creeds, your Tiffany Strattons, your Bron Breakers, your Carmelo Hayes. You do have you do have a good class now, and it was just whereas before you had like slowly people being introduced and like bled into the the company. It was just a very like harsh restart. But I do think this show is starting to come into its own a bit more, and I, I did enjoy the wrestling here. Uh, yeah, th- thumbs up. I, I think they delivered tonight. Thumbs up for me too. Honestly, uh, I got into a lot of the stuff. I I don't. I really liked the Diamond Mine tag team match. I probably would say that was my match of the night. But I'm definitely not knocking the main event. And uh, hey, you know I've I've not been a super big fan of Grayson Waller. I thought he brought it with with Hayes. Hayes is just a great dance partner for anyone. But even Tiffany and Wendy Chu had their moment on this show. But so- solid NXT. Well, that's what we thought. Let's see what you guys thought. We put our feedback thread up on our Facebook group. If you haven't uh, followed that already, go ahead. Just the Up Next group on Facebook. And we start with Dylan Grayson, who says, Tons of vignettes teasers tonight. Not sure what the QR code was hinting at. It said 8, 10, 11, which seems like a date, but obviously isn't. Axiom is clearly a kid with a gimmicky take on his technical style. I'm fine with that. JD McDonough is fine. Controversy around the performer takes away from his generally excellent performers uh, performances. I'm at least glad that NXT is throwing a ton of new faces at us. Yeah, I think that's why I'm also like, hey, at least we're going through with new people. Yeah, explaining to me that this guy is 
really good at being smart and technical is maybe not the most exciting thing, but I know his wrestling is exciting. So willing to give it a chance. The JD McDonough thing, it's like, yeah, it's completely different. It definitely stands out. I like that they're moving way quicker with NXT 2.0. Of, at least at least they are, it seems like now. I mean, instead of we had this Gacy thing drag out, which is done. But like, it's good that they're they're moving kind of quicker with diff- bringing in all these other faces hmm. uh, into this show. We go to Jordan M. Doucette who writes in, The only thing on this show that made me pop was the Chase U segment. John Adams, who did he ever beat? As an official USA type American, I can say that was comedy gold. Nice. We go to Nazimul, who says, I noticed you guys were on 999 subscribers on YouTube, so my second Gmail account just became your 1,000th subscriber. Congrats on 1K. Ah, that's awesome. I'm checking. Thank you, Nazimul. And and we have. We have 1K subscribers. Amazing. We did it, guys. We can now shut up shop. No, you can still go follow uh, and subscribe if you haven't already. Absolutely. Let's go. go and do 2K it. up next. Let's do it, guys. Amazing. Yeah, the road to 2K. Uh, very kind of you and your second Gmail account, sir. This is your warning to anyone who's got a second Gmail account. Go do it. You do have it. A work, you have a work, work Gmail account? Go subscribe up next on YouTube. And finally, we go to Sean who writes in, this was a great show. Everything worked for me. After an entertaining intro, Dolan, Jane, and Jade, and Roxy opened with a really good tag match and a title change. Let the fall of Toxic Attraction begin. Trick Willie and Wes put on a short match, but it laid the foundation for a bigger potential feud going forward. And after a surprising backstage brawl, Chu and Stratton put on a way better match than I thought anyone was expecting. I agree. The next three matches competed for match of the night, but I think Mello and Waller took it home this time in a fire match where Waller reminded everyone he can really go in the ring, and Mello proved why he is the A champion. All the Diamond Mine guys put on a great performance in their tag match, and Damon Kemp is slowly, surely fitting into the group. Roddy needs to get back on board or get out of the way. And the main event was really well done with Braun selling the shoulder throughout the match while Grimes took his best shot and came up short. I think Grimes is done with NXT, but who knows? Going off the air with McDonough standing tall over Braun was fantastic. Way to debut the new version of Devlin. McDonough calling himself the necessary evil, and he's right. Finally, Braun has a real nemesis. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff. I think everyone's kind of on the same page. They like this show. Yeah, definitely a good episode this week. Um, well, Great American Bash. That's it. Thank you very much, guys. We will be back at some point um, with a BD Elite, where we'll be talking about the show from Rochester tomorrow night. Um, and as always, go check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash up next. So many shows coming up on there. Uh, like and subscribe the Twitch, twitch.tv slash up next podcast and the YouTube uh, youtube.com slash up next and yeah that's all that's it yeah we have we have so many podcasts and we would love for you to check them out at patreon.com slash up next we would love your takes on some sean waltman matches in the next few weeks i think on the 13th is when we're going to release that show we got so many other podcasts coming out and again if you are a patron or you sign up you are invited to our state of the union address this Saturday, 3 p.m. Eastern. And if you can't make it live in the Zoom, we will be releasing it for all patrons on our Patreon there as well. But that'll be a fun show. And and then, of course, the, the, the last day of the month on July 31st, Sunday, Up Next Mania Summer. Book it off if you haven't already. We're going to do a tailgate. We're going to do Up Next Summer Mania. 
We're going to have title matches, and we're going to hang out and watch Ric Flair fall off the top rope. Yeah. It's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, at Up Next Podcast on Twitter, if you haven't already, we appreciate you listening and supporting. We could not do this without you, and we love doing this for you. We are your NXT friends, and we'll always be your NXT friends, and we appreciate you guys. Uh, I, myself, Brayden Harrington. You can find me on Twitter, and I am on Instagram. I am at the Bray D. And I am at Davey Portman. That's it. That's all. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And uh, I, I don't know. What was it? Who the fuck is John Adams? <laughs> Goodbye. Ahoy! Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO. Hey there, BreezeLine has a holiday gift just for you. One month of free internet for all your family's gift sites, book flights, and movie nights. Get reliable, fast internet with speeds starting at 100 megabits per second for just $19.99 a month. Plus, free Wi-Fi your way home for the first 12 months. And your first month is free. BreezeLine wishes you all a happy and bright holiday season. If only they could give you a little holiday relief from all the matching family outfits. Service subject to availability. New residential customers in select areas only. Visit BreezeLine.com for complete offer details.